Rammies, are you feeling nostalgic for those frat parties from your bright college years? Well, jump back into college with Power 10, a new audio drama from the makers of Meet Cute Rom-Coms, where a rebellious young athlete must learn to keep his demons in check to qualify for an elite rowing team. Sounds so chic, so mysterious, so fun. Search Power 10 on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You will not regret listening to this. Claire and I are obsessed. I hope that it's not like a very scholastic journey for them right. and it's more like a social. You know what they call that? Mm. Getting your MRS degree. Right. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that is kind of clever. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> Hello, Rami. Hi, guys. I miss you so much. It is like, it's what analogy can we use? Like when? Oh, it's like summer school is over. Yep. And then you see. I mean, it's back to school. It's back to school. Like, it's go what, with me here. Yeah. This what's. <laughs> It's what this whole month has been, and now we're finally seeing our friends again. We're getting back to it. You know what it feels like? What? This is what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. I'm back. I'm here. Okay. It's like choosing your outfit for the first day of school. Oh, my God. Tess? I know. I'm, I'm sweating now because that was, like, the the most pressure being put on that outfit. Do you just, like, who would you choose your outfit for back in, like, that, everyone? You know? Everyone, I'm like, though. would I choose it for, like, a crush or, like, my girlfriends? Both. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like I remember a lot of my first day of school outfits. My senior year, um, business casual all the way. It was like a pencil skirt. Do you wear a pencil skirt? I, I had like a pencil skirt, like these sandals with like a kitten heel and like feathered earrings. Oh, oh <laughs> the feathered earrings, of course. That is something I I actually don't. I can confidently say that like I don't think that's going to come back in style. I hope not. But never say never. I mean, some things, some trends have come back around. I thought I was going to be out on ballet flats forever, and I, I need six pairs right now. Look at us now. Truly. Welcome to Right Answers <laughs> Mostly, a podcast on what you didn't learn in history class but wanted to. My name is Claire Donald. My name is Tess Palomo. Uh, and we're we're finishing up with a brand new back to school episode that. We had probably a hundred people write in asking to do this. I'm so excited about the subject. I think it fits perfectly. I don't really know anything about it. Okay, so I mean, should we just? Well, do we have any updates first before we get into yes. it? Yes. Um, well, also while you're on your phone, please subscribe and give us a five star rating if you're feeling generous, and then a nice written review. And if you have constructive criticism, why don't you go ahead and just DM us at Right Answers Mostly on Instagram and TikTok? Please do. And if it's an extra sweet review, we will feature it in our Went Thursday newsletter. DM us and uh, DM us your email, and we will add you to that. But the most exciting mm. update, yeah. Guys, we are having our first live show ever. <laughs> Noah says his dog is like, please. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube to see our live reactions as well. Of course. At Right Answers Mostly. November 11th, 2003, 9.30 p.m. at the Lyric Hyperion. 2003? Sorry, 2023. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? I'm so sorry. I'm so, thank you for catching my We're mistake. We're going back in time. We're going back. We're time traveling, y'all. Like we always do, really. That's right. But 11-11, I feel like that's good luck. First, you know, a little experiment. I'm so nervous, but I'm so excited. It's. I just can't wait to connect with you guys in person. So guys, we're going to smoke. Um, well, we're drinking a beer, very college um, a of Pilsner, course. and then we're going to smoke because we haven't smoked on an episode in so long. We're going to be going back to, you know, the college days. Yeah, for, your, yeah your college days. For my college days were full of weed. Um, weed every day, weed all day. Not, um, not like going to class and smoking, but every day that I got back in class, I'd I would get high. Yeah, I would have to. I feel like being every high day. in like a lecture class would be really tough. Happened once, and I like didn't enjoy it. And I yeah. was like, I'm never going to do this not again. Not going to do this again. Um, a little ASMR. Oh, yeah, nice. We love, that was okay. we love the Miss Grass joints. Oh, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. For later, whenever oh, yeah. you're ready. For, I know. I need a moment just because I was okay. telling Claire, I am nervous because I haven't done a new episode for like five weeks maybe or something. That's so crazy. That's been so long. But you know, it's just you and me, babe. I know. It's just like you get in your head mm-hmm. and you're just like, is this going to be, is this going to be interesting? Is this going to be fun? But Rammies, we always. Well, I just finished the Bama Rush documentary today, so I'm like ready to chat. Good. Okay, so obviously we were talking about sororities. Mm-hmm. Um, we got requests for history of Greek life and fraternities and sororities. And honey, we have 93% female followers. 
Stick with the gals. We're keeping it to sororities. I was in a sorority in college, so I have some experience, even though it wasn't like the typical big school. Mm. Like there was one sorority at the time when I rushed. At your school, there was only one sorority? There was only Delta Zeta, and then Theta was incorporated the year after. I was like, damn it. That's like a lot of pressure because it's not like you have multiple options, obviously. Yeah, I was like, you can get into it. Or good for you for making the cut. Oh, thanks, thanks, (laughs) appreciate it. Um, But Claire, I know you weren't in a sorority yourself, Mm -hmm. but what are your perceptions of sororities if you had rushed, or would you have wanted to rush? So I didn't go to college, I moved straight to LA after high school, but if I were to have gone to college, I absolutely would have rushed. My sister and my cousins were both AKOs at University of Georgia. Yes. I grew up in a college town at the University of Arkansas in Fayetteville, so I, you know, the sorority houses were everywhere. I would have gone to U of A, um, and I definitely would have rushed. I think I probably would have ended up being a Kappa. Because that's where, mm. where the most people I knew were. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. It's like a. It's, it's so fascinating to like picture you in that life. It, I mean, it's it's so. I don't know. I'm so excited to talk about this episode because growing up, I was like, that's so exciting. I stayed when I went to visit my sister. I stayed in the sorority house with her. Like, I just thought it was very cool, and I still think it can be very cool. But there's so much to critique. There is, and like a lot of the subjects we talk about on RAM, while it is interesting and commendable and there's so many positive aspects about being in a sorority, there's also so many toxic traditions and things that stay the same, which doesn't benefit anybody. Right. And so I think this episode, like, I have such a positive association with my sorority experience because it was just pretty chill. Like, I was like a half-assed sorority member. Mm -hmm. I was in theater and so that took up a lot of my time and like there would be a lot of conflicts that like I couldn't go to something because I had rehearsal or I had a show and like the gals were always very understanding well that's nice shout out to my big Chrissy who is a Rammy she listens to every episode yes you do thanks Chrissy we bonded over being children of divorce during Mm. Rush and Kardashians Mm. she was the one who she worked for Kris Jenner I know like we need to have you on the pod at some point. I know, Chrissy, we talk about you all the time. Do you have an active NDA? <laughs> yeah. How much can yeah. I say? Yes, truly. Um, but I really liked it. Yep. But I also, at the same time, felt like I didn't really fit in, even mm. though DZ at USF was like, it was like a variety of women and like different personalities, different styles, different sort of like work ethics within the sorority and I think I and like my kind of group was a little bit more like eh, this is fun but like I don't take it super seriously it's not my life it was never my life yeah. I always th- thought it added to my college experience and I'm glad I did it because I didn't want to just be stuck with like the same like theater honestly like I was like I don't want to just like be <laughs> in theater I want to like yeah like how I was in high school I also had other friends outside of that and I thought it was very important to like branch out well and that's why I would have definitely wanted to do it because it's like and I saw this so much on the Bama TikTok or the mm. Bama Rush documentary. It's like you want a community to belong to and you want like automatic friends built in. Totally. Yeah. And I, I didn't rush until second semester sophomore year. So I was a little bit behind. Oh, um, interesting. So that was interesting too because a lot of them, I mean, most of the girls had been there since freshman year. Did they have a sorority house? So in San Francisco, you are not able to have a, if there's more than eight women that live in a home together, it's considered a brothel. Stop. Mm-hmm. Shut your mouth right now. I am not kidding. It was going to be a little fun fact that I. <laughs> I'm that, so sorry. Oh, no, I, I ruined it. This is actually the perfect way. A brothel? So, yes. Stop. Does the same thing exist for men? Eight men living in a home, Claire? No. Of course not. They're like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mojo, dojo, casa, house. What's that mean? That's the Barbie. Um, oh, yeah. That's the Barbie. Ken. Ken. Yes. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Wait, so is that just in California or in San Francisco? It's just in San Francisco, I believe. But there's other... I forget who I was talking to. There's other cities that still... That, that's, that's still a thing. Crazy. It's like, guys, it's obviously like not a brothel. Yeah. And... I think even if that wasn't the rule in San Francisco, San Francisco doesn't have a lot of like land yeah, that's for... Really like, true. So there's no sorority... Like, 
USF was very, like, you were in, like, an urban setting. Totally. You had to get a fake ID to go to, like, bars and concerts and stuff. So, like, my, and that's also why I wanted to rush, because I was like, I want a little bit of that, like. Yeah. Like, I was comparing it to, like, Donna and McKinley, and I was, like, they're, you know, my friends at bigger Greek schools, and I was like, oh, I want, like, that. Totally. And that was fun, like, going to formals. Yeah. And, like. Oh, my gosh. All that stuff. All my homecoming dresses were my sister's hand-me-downs from formals. We love that. We love that. It uh, it was just, that was, like, that was so much fun. I can't wait to hear all about this. Okay, so should we just get into Let's it? Do it. Um, okay, so quickly, my main source was this book called Bound by a Ma- Mighty Thou, Sisterhood and Women's Fraternities from 1870 to 1920 Wow. by Diana B. Turk. Other sources, articles by LA Times, Vox, BuzzFeed, Bama Rush, and HBO. Yes. And the podcast Cult Leader with Spencer Henry cult later. Mm, wow. That gives you a little foreshadow. Yes, and I actually, I cannot wait to get into this. Wow, this could have also been in spooky season. You know, it's a little bit of everything. It's a good transition <laughs> into spooky season. It's true. Because you have to, you have to laugh too, you, you know? Do. Just because it is, it is kind of insane. It, I mean, yes, it is. It's like, scary in a lot of ways like, for a lot of people. moving their, like, heads, like all the, what is with the chanting? We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the okay. traditions. Okay, so before talking about the details of sororities, we have to talk about the origins of fraternities. Because, of course, without fraternities, there would be no sororities right. because, you know. Yeah. We, we got it about 100 years after yeah. uh, fraternities got started, but... Hey. Hey. They're uh, like, I guess they can have this now. Hey, at least at least we got there at some point. Yeah. Okay, so the first fraternity in the United States was Pi Beta Kappa, which began in 1776 at William and Mary College in Virginia. William and Mary. I feel like it just, because we just were doing school trivia, I feel like I just saw it. Isn't that like a chic school? William and Mary? It sounds chic. A- any school on the East Coast. Also, of course. If, one of my toxic traits, you guys, I am like a, um, what would you say? You're like um, an Ivy League <laughs> slut. That's what I would say. <laughs> I'm, like, obsessed with where people went to college. Yes. Just because I think it's so fun and fascinating, and I didn't have that, like, typical, like, the East I, Coast. You know what I mean? I just think it's so fun. I also want to, like, brag on people that I know that went to great schools. I'm like, yeah, Emma, what was it? Went to um, whatever graduate school at Germantown. Hot. Georgetown. Hot. Oh, my God. Georgetown. I always Germantown. forget. So hot. I know. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, our friend Alice went to Tufts. Yeah. Which, hot. Love it. My boyfriend went to Emory. I always wear his Emory clothes because I'm like, I wish people thought I went to Emory. Of course. So this is my toxic trait. So like, I just love the Ivy League, like, what's not to love? Sluttiness of it all. Of course. Okay. So these guys, five students came together to form a social club on the principles of friendship, morality, Mm. hmm. (laughs) funny, and learning. Okay. Okay. I feel like it's evolved a bit. Sure, sure. But um, good but good to start off with. I love friendship, learning, and morality. Yeah, and this time, God, like, 1776, like, what what did college even look like? I will say, too, like, it is nice to see the men being like, hey, we need to be there for each other more, for, you yes, know? Yes, we do love the the male. Like, a, 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 a healthy companionship, 100%. you know what I'm saying? We love male friendship. <laughs> Like, who are we? See, we don't hate men. Exactly. We're just really trying to now because we got a review saying that we hate men. And yeah, it's, it's not true. It's really not true. We hate the patriarchy. Hate the patriarchy. Love men. Men are the coolest, like we- a share would say. <laughs> Have tons of men that we love and like. Exactly. Um, so they made a secret password. Oh. They created an insignia, 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 okay. handshake, mm-hmm. and an initiation ritual. That's, that's the scary part to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, are we going to talk about hazing? Of course. Okay, great. That's it's going to be more at the end of the episode in modern times. Okay, um, and it's going to be upsetting. Okay, so just get ready for that. I can't wait. <laughs> um, so these characteristics would later come to define all collegiate fraternities: friendship, morality, learning, and all these traditions of like you have a handshake, you have a song. Yes, all of these things like that was really the start of it, and those still continue. Like we haven't seen much change in those traditions. It's like how secretive are the handshakes? Like, does your sorority have a handshake? Of course. So, like, would you feel comfortable doing it on film? Because, like, I feel like I know Kappa Sig, the fraternity's handshake, but I'm like, is someone going to come after me if I do it on film right now? I had that thought. Well, first of all, I don't remember mine. <laughs> I don't even think I really knew it when I was. I was always like, kind of like half-assed. God, yeah. what was it? I mean, like. There are so many things during this where I was like, am I allowed to say it? Or will someone, like, will DZ be like, you have... Well, I mean, I literally just, you know, watched the Bama Rush thing with the, the machine. Like, grown-ass grown, grown ass adults, right? The machine will come for you. Yeah, I wasn't scared in that way. Also, I just don't... 
because it was so long ago, I don't remember like our past. We had to, you had to say something when you went to every meeting. Okay. We had a handshake. We had a song. All of these things. We had a crest. Um, we had initiation ritual. So yeah, we, we see it all today. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did frats expand? So we have this one frat. What were they called again? They were Pi, Beta, Kappa. Is there a reason why they did the Greek alphabet? Because of like Greek scholastics oh. and how like Plato was the original man that like oh, interesting. knew everything. So scholarly. So scholarly. So in the early 1800s, the Pi Beta Kappa members um, deci- decided to establish branches at Yale, oh. Harvard, oh. and Dartmouth. They're like, let's go to the top. That literally, they're like, this is chic, and yep. we're just going to keep it going. Mm-hmm. In 1813, some other male students at Union College in New York, they were like, uh, we kind of want like a Pi Beta Kappa to be here. And the original Pi Beta Kappas were like, no, we don't like Union <gasps> College. And so then they were like, okay, we're going to form a second one. Wow. Thus continuing the cycle of just all of these colleges, that, colleges then in the country being like, oh, now we have this one, this one. It was basically like if you didn't like... If they wouldn't accept you, you formed just your, made own, your one. own. It's like House Bunny. Exactly. Oh, of course. Oh, gorgeous film. <laughs> it really is that a gorgeous is film. Cinema. Isn't Catherine McPhee in that? I think she is, mm. which is crazy. That is crazy. Um, when she goes, this is humbling. When she's like, yes. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> she has the possession for Yeah, that's how she remembers names. Emma Stone, like in her young career. Oh yeah. Great movie. Maybe we should watch. I think Maybe we I should have watched before this, honestly. <laughs> yeah, for your research. Wow. I mean, literally. That would be real journalism. It is pop culture research. It's true. Um, so all of these frats adopted these mottos that translated into such things, basically saying love of wisdom and guide to life. And that was kind of their principle at the beginning, <laughs> which wasn't my college motto, to say the least. What was yours? Um, God, something about like doing theater and, and smoking weed, probably. Gorgeous. And like, who, that, who knows? Being, being crazy, as I'll talk about. Um, oh, can't wait. In a different time, those screenshots. Um, <laughs> join Patreon for seven ninety nine. Join Patreon. Um, so facu- faculty members immediately didn't trust these men. Mm, of course. Because okay. who would be like, oh, a group of clicky white men in a secret club. Like, yeah, something dangerous is happening over here. Does not feel safe yeah. for, for this campus. Um, so that's why they kind of became more and more secret. Secretive. And that's why the secrecy has like kind of continued because it's like, we don't want faculty to know exactly what we're doing. We don't want them to get suspicious. And so... Wow. Very like, underground. Wow. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. And it's like, if it was all fun and if it was all light, it's like fun to be like, don't tell the teacher, you know? Oh, but. exactly. So by seven, 1870, 48 frats for college men existed. Wow. So only a small fraction of women attended college. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I think we have to, you know, you have to go back and be like, all right, most of campuses were filled with men and then a small portion were filled with women and then that portion was fil- filled with only you know white privileged affluent women affluent women wow and also most of those women that were going to college were told that if they went to college they would find a husband easier well also I think I saw wasn't in the Bama Rush Talk where it's like that there used to be a text that would say if women got educated all the blood would rush to their brain mm-hmm. we talked about this in one of our episodes we did um, was it plastic surgery? It was, it's the teaching that if women get educated, all the blood will rush to their brains and not to like their reproductive system. And so then they would become sterile. Oh yeah. So people, people feared it. People were like, all right, well, if they're going to come here, I hope that it's not like a very scholastic journey for them. Right. And it's more like a social. You know what they call that? Mm. Getting your MRS degree. Right. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that is kind of clever. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> got, got to hand it to them, but it's not okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of people thought that this would kind of ruin the uh, ruin the natural upset the natural order of society. Sure. Um. So, okay. So back to what was the first sorority? Okay. So this is kind of like it's disputed of what is the first real one based on all of these different things. We are going to go for the sake of just consistency. Because we want to. Because we want to. Also, the book I read is all about Kappa Alpha Theta. Okay. And technically, that's the first Greek letter fraternity. Also, they called it fraternities for so long. Really? Before calling it sororities. What does a sorority mean? Sorority. Or fraternity. I wonder where they got those words. I think it's some Greek shit. Probably. (laughs) That's safe to assume. Yeah, I think it's something of like communal something. Kappa... 
Alpha Theta? Kappa Alpha Theta was founded on January 27th, 1870. Is that still Capricorn season? I think that might be getting into Aquarius. Oh, yeah. Isn't it? It doesn't Capricorn end on the 25th, I want to say, or something? Probably Cuspy Vibes. Cus- cuspy Vibes. So that makes sense. Um, but they're all, they're people that think that also it started at like Wesleyan, mm. um, uh, Alpha D- Alpha Delta Pi. They're like, that's kind of the first one because it was the first like f- secret society for women. So there's different. I don't think either of those are at the University of Arkansas. Oh, really? Not, mm-hmm. not Kappa Alpha Theta? I don't think so. Oh, well, th- today Theta has more than 145 chapters in the U.S. and Canada. Oh, Canada. And nearly 220,000 initiates, including famous sisters such as Tori Birch. Oh, wow. Cheryl Crow. Oh, my God. Laura Bush. Oh. And Melinda Gates. Oh, rich. Rich. Oh, my God. These women. Rich. And I believe... Oh, yeah, our Rami Caroline was the president of Theta at USF. Wow, Caroline, you would. She started it because that was the first. She started. You would. I know. I'm just, every time I talk to her, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forget that you were like so it's incredible. Because she doesn't sleep. It's true. <laughs> what would happen if we slept less? Um, get more shit done? I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out either. Um, so only 11,000 women were enrolled in institutions of higher education across the country. That's crazy. It's such a small number. Compared to 52,000 men that were enrolled. That would be so scary to be on campus. Well, exactly, Claire. So like, what do you, what do you think it was like in the classroom? Not safe, bitch. <laughs> Not safe, bitch. So, male students and male professors actively ignored women. That would make me so mad. I'd be like, why am I even, like, I think I'd have a hard time, like, even doing it for the degree, because I'd just be so mad. And just start crying. Start crying and screaming. Like, why aren't you looking at me? Uh, Literally. Um, And so, women were like, all right, this this isn't a great experience. Um, I don't really feel a sense of community. I feel isolated. We're minorities on campus. But there was always one girl, though, that was like, you know, I actually don't even get along with women. (laughs) It's Kirsten Dunst and Mona Lisa Smile. You have to watch it. Okay, I have to watch. You have to. But yeah, she's like, I'm just looking at the boys. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not like a regular girly. No, I'm like drinking beer. (laughs) Which we are. Mm -hmm. Because we're like fratty. Mm -hmm. Um... So, of course, when women are feeling a little some way, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I heard that there are uh, secret fraternities. Why don't we form organizations of support and friendship to help navigate this co-educational college life that was less than ideal? I love that. <laughs> so they're just like, we don't like it. Let's help each other out yeah. and actually make this a worthwhile experience. Yeah. So um, they conceived these groups called Worthy Female Students oh. to help... Combat male oppression. Op- no, oppression. Opposition. <laughs> but also oppression, But right? also oppression. Wow. Freudian slip. And what's interesting in, like, the start of all of this, like, then you see, like, you're like, oh, that's so beautiful. And it's like, I feel like the research in this is such a wave of mm. being like, yes, that's great empowerment. Oh, not so good. Because there are just still a lot of, like, elite... Because it's still exclusive, and that's not the most welcoming. Clearly, it's in the name. Yeah, and we're going to, of course, get into the you know discrimination of it all. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, even like the worthy female students, it's like, well, then you're completely like ignoring the it's women like that aren't in it. GT. Did you guys have that at your school? What's GT? It stood for gifted and talented, and it was like special kids got to leave class to go to their GT class. I forgot about this. I was not in GT. Would it just be like honor students? It's like, yeah, the smart kids. Which, like, mm. hey, I, I did pretty well at the end in high school, but in elementary school, it's, like, literally traumatic. I know. The, the math. Math. Science. It, it, it helped Spanish me Spanish for me. Oh, yeah. We were not learning that in elementary school. Oh, man. That, that's but out of my it brain. does. That sucks. I know. I know. Um, so, inter- I thought this was interesting. So, the fraternity brothers were so secretive that they were, like, like when we're out in, like, the real world, like, no one talk about this. They didn't wear their Greek letters. But women were like, let's wear our Greek letters loud and proud. Oh, love that. So they had like a little bit more of like a performative aspect to it. Mm -hmm. Because I think they also were just like, we need to be seen more than them. Do you think it helps like recruit other women too? I I think so. Like come to the side. Yeah. Like we got you, girl. Yeah. They said that they were one link in a mystic chain of sisterhood. Thus, one person's decisions or actions would affect the entire group. So this is the start of like, don't fuck up. Because then it looks bad as a chapter. Yes. And, okay, 
here's the thing. I can understand like what you mean by that, but sure. the rules have like evolved or have not evolved that it's freaking crazy. And also some of the rules literally don't make sense at all. Like, why do you even care? I know. That part was always weird to me. So we see this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so these women were like, look at us go. But then the interesting part too is that, so like chapters are forming all throughout the country. So of course, a theta in the Midwest yes. might be having a different experience than a theta in the South, 100%. than a theta in New York City. And so what ends up happening during this time, like as sororities are forming, there becomes like a little bit of competition. And I think a little bit of like, as it was expanding, the different chapters had tensions around like class, ethnicity, mm. religion. Mm-hmm. And it was like, perhaps a th- Southern Theta would be like, oh, like it seems like they're allowing just anyone into New York. And then New York's like, what the fuck in the South? Yeah. It's all the same type of women. And right. so like you're already kind of seeing this like tension brewing based on like your location in the country. Right. Which is interesting. Show. And I'll say this with a grain of salt because. It, at this point, it's it's all white women. Right. But even them being like, oh, that girl is Protestant. And yes. we usually just have, you know, like it just There's became... so many different ways to like single people out. Yeah. Exactly. So that's already starting, making like a little bit of like, once again, like, is that sisterhood? If you guys are all fetus, shouldn't it not be like that? But of course, we're all scared of like what is different for us. Exactly. <clears throat> Show. By 1920... We have 77,800 women in sororities. Wow. So it's po- it's obviously popular. It's popping off. It, truly. Um, roughly 30% of women who are in college were also in a sorority. Okay. So, God, it just must have felt a little lonely to like, I can just like a picture what that would feel like. To be, to be on the outside, I think, a little bit of just, like... I think now, even, to be on the outside, if you go to, like, a southern school, it's, like... Well, what like, ends up happening is these women are, like... The women that are not in sororities are, like, hmm, let's start to shit on them. Um, and what are women in sororities like? They're slutty. They're stupid. They don't uh, care about their education. They were called witches sometimes. Uh, well, that's always a classic <laughs> one to throw at a woman you don't like. Always. And a lot of people and professors even critiquing the system were like, this is just based in affluence mm. and super. it's superficial. And there's a quote that this woman, this female professor said about what she kind of saw stories looking like. And she said... Um, they gained a moment of glory when their beauty or popularity singled them out for social honors. So she's on campus basically just recognizing that it's like, it goes immediately into that stereotype of just like, you're pretty and you can't be anything else. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. Do you think there, do you think that there was jealousy there by the people? I think it's always like so complicated. Cause yeah. it's like, I think with a lot of times when women have conflict, it is based in some kind of jealousy because yeah. we all do want to be on the same team. Of course. But I think and, it and has to be some projection of like what you can't have or what you don't understand. Right. And, you know, all of that stuff. Well said. Um, so we can't talk about this, like I said, without talking about the segregation that was going on. Right. And I really knew very little about black sororities. Right. Um, So in 1908, the Alpha Kappa Alpha was founded at Howard University. You know who went to Howard University? Candace Diller. We love you, Candace. We do, Candace. Shout out to you. I just saw her post today that she went back. Oh, amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh my God. I know. Love. 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 Um, So that was the first sorority for black college women. And then shortly after, in 1913, Delta Sigma Theta, um, which is another black university that's big, was formed. Their colors are pink and green, right? I almost want to say that Giselle was a part of that one. Oh, she... Wait, I think she was. I think she was, too. My colors were also pink and green. Oh, were they? They were, like, lime green and, like, hot pink. Yes, and is it universal throughout? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mascot. We were the turtle. The turtle? The turtle. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. One time I got a um, totem pole. There's like a spirit totem pole reading or something oh. like that. I thought I was going in to get tarot cards or something. Wait, where was this? It was at House of Intuition. Oh, classic. I really thought I was getting tarot cards, but I don't know. But she said that my career animal is um, a turtle. And I was like, awesome. You're like, that's cool. <laughs> hey, then you'll live a long time. Hey, and, you know, always finishes the race. That, that is true. So. A lesson in 
in life. In life, you could say. Yeah. Um, so now there are four total blacks um, official official black sororities because so there's non-national sororities and then there's national sororities. Okay. And we'll talk about that later because it had to form like a bigger thing to essentially oversee them. Okay. So there are four national panhellenic it's called sororities. Okay. Um, So despite racial inequality and Jim Crow laws, the founding members of Delta Sigma Theta sought to create equal opportunities by emphasizing their values of sisterhood, Mm. scholarship, and service for its members and the world around them. So in 1930, they were one of the first sororities to create systems for counseling. Like therapy? Mm -hmm. Wow. Scholarships and educational services. So they were like one of the first sororities that was like, let's actually like take care of each other really take care of each other and help other black women wow yeah that's amazing amazing is Uh, that available for other sororities now everyone should take no i don't know yeah well they should i am just not sure (laughs) (laughs) i really don't think so. i don't think so (laughs) god i hope so i I hope so too that's amazing i hope that things are better than when i was in college 10 years ago you know, like, I hope it just keeps improving. Want, yeah, exactly. That's all you want for especially women. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah. So I want to go through a little timeline. Okay. Um, of black women in higher education in this country, just because I had literally no idea when any of like kind of milestones. Same started and 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 where we're at so in 1833 the oberlin college in ohio mm-hmm. we it's the first it? co-ed college this was a trivia question first co-ed college oberlin is a stunning college because they were the um they were the one of the first colleges that was open to black women it has a long history of dedication to african american higher education so not only was it the first co-ed it was also like one of the first like integrated yes i'm like who started oberlin like who's running shit can we get them on the phone (laughs) they're like we we have we're so dire we have passed r.i.p but thank you for hey hey i know amazing truly amazing um by 1870 approximately 22 historically black colleges and universities were enrolling students in the united states and how many did you say um, 22, 22 historically black colleges. Yeah. Um, 1872, Charlotte Ray became the first black woman to graduate from Howard University Law School. Law school. I like feel hot because I think about like the clothes they were wearing in the 1800s and just sitting in a classroom. It feels so uncomfortable. No AC. No AC. Oh <laughs> the God. Heat panic. The, heat, the heat panic. No AC and... Oh my God. Oh. No computers. No computer. Yeah. Just like chalkboard. Wow crazy and pen and paper yeah a feather and paper truly oh yeah that is that is true um by 1900 one in three black professionals in the u.s held a degree from oberlin wow oberlin um and then around this time too and then we'll be kind of like caught up in going back a little bit there were 78 black colleges and universities in the united states over 2,000 black men and women had earned higher educations and it with about 390 from white colleges and universities oh wow so there's still you know there's still separation right right um because what year was that that was in early 1900s okay i just i also didn't know i was like at this time in our in this country what's the percentage of black women that graduate versus white women that right. graduate slightly more than half of white women 51.4 percent have a college degree compared to 36.1 percent of black women that's now that's that's from 2021 wow i guess i'm it's like it's like the um what is it called where despair disparity yeah is crazy Mm -hmm. and also i'm even shocked that like only half of white women even in the country have a degree i know i was kind of i was just but i guess in this room there's two of us and only one of us does yeah that yeah yeah but the disparity is like I, I mean, know. It's always tough. I thought that was a really interesting part about the documentary is where that one black woman was like, I don't feel like I belong in the, or I think she might have been mixed race in the black sorority, but I don't feel like I belong in the white sorority as yep. well. I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so like at USF, we rushed and there was one option. There was DZ. And then we did have a black sorority on mm. campus, but we didn't do community things with them it was very still like we were one side and they were another side and like we didn't have like mixers and this was in 20 fucking 11 right and it's like 
why would you not, you know? It, it literally makes no sense. I was yeah. just like, oh, that's the way it is. Like, yeah. you know, and then there was another black story that wasn't national, so they weren't, like, allowed to do certain things. I was like, the rules around sororities are just, like, there's so many rules. It, there really are, and they just kind of, a lot of them don't make sense. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're going to go back a little bit now that we have established what everything's kind of looking like right now. What was Rush like back in the day? Please tell me. Okay. Back in the day. Back day. in the day. So we're going to go back to like early 1900s, okay. even late 1800s of like, what did this look like? So originally members were given formal invitations and initiated one by one, often on separate occasions. Rush comes from the period when the fraternities and sororities literally physically rushed to get the fresh, like grab the freshmen before they would be recruited by another sorority or fraternity. I don't like that. Like, <laughs> like someone charging at you. Charging. Like, have a little chill. Uh, truly. No chill is to be had. So now we have replaced rush with recruitment. Is that what they're saying that people say now? That is what is the official, that's what you're supposed to say. Is right. recruitment. No one's saying that. No one is saying that. Um, which signifies the active role of a chapter to find the best members for their organization, but we're just going to call it Rush. So this is what a Theta at the University of Oregon said about Rush in 1897. Oh. Okay. Rush Week was one of the most strenuous and exciting thing that has ever been known to Oregon. (laughs) From the time the girls all met at the train that night of their arrival until the morning of Pledge Day a week later, they were not lost sight for a minute by the five nations... I don't know what Five Nations means. I'm scared. Some rushes had their suitcases at one house, trunks at another, themselves at still another. The days and nights were filled with formal and informal parties, as well as individual rushing stunts. Um, kidnapping was even being resorted, <laughs> resorted to by one of the prominent nationals in the case of an attractive freshman. What? Mm-hmm. So, she goes on to say that basically what you're looking at, tease. Proper teas to get to know the girls, teas. like fan, high tea. Oh, high tea! Like well, that drinking, fun. drinking tea, drinking. Mm-hmm. I bet a little spike tea. Of course. Um, receptions at the turn of the century, they were even more formal. It was like card parties and oh, like dances. Bridge? Yes, and oh. like oh, uh, dance cards when you had to. Oh. Um, so, like back in like the day of like balls, yeah, you would write down who you wanted to <gasps> dance with, and you would you would put it around your wrist. Cute. And then it was like this little like and it's like mm-hmm. teasing. Yeah. At Cotillion, um, it was always like finding one boy that was like because you dance. I always forget that you did this. I did, and it was we had to wear gloves, but it was so exciting. Cotillion was because you got to dance with boys. Like that's why I went. Uh, of, that's why I would want to. Of go course, too. but you were not allowed to say no when a boy asked you to dance. I was one time. I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't even, I'm not going to tell this story anymore. That is so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but you're, this is what we're instilling with women. That's <laughs> so true. I didn't even think about that. I'm just like, no matter what they say, you have to say yes. You can't say no. Oh my God. I didn't even think just about like a single cheer. <laughs> just like, all right. <laughs> I can't. I never thought about it that way. Uh, Wait, have I ever seen your cotillion photos? I'll send them to you. Have I? I need to like crop them because I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> there was a friendship falling out with the girl oh. that I used to go to cotillion with all the time. I, love I, and light. Love but and light. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Can't reveal my cotillion photos. No, I'll post I them understand. for you guys. Please, at Right Answers Mostly. Please do. Um, so I think with these like balls and parties, it kind of like becomes obviously that's like so fun yeah and then i think it also becomes a little bit like who's the prettiest one who has the best outfit who's like even back back in the day it's like who's skinny who's hot and like all that that. shit that we see that's just so unfair and and then like when the frat guys would come in and mingle it was just very like sexually charged and it was very much like they had a say and you know what I mean like and they obviously like weren't like choosing who but it was all like it was like a popularity and pretty contest at this point so it kind of did turn into that presentation really mattered um a quote from one pledge okay (laughs) I hope that I shall be invited to join the fraternity meaning sorority because a person is nobody at all if they are not a member of some frat it will be very expensive to join but I wouldn't go through the year for anything in the world without joining if they asked me. 
Tess, that's literally exactly what they were saying on the Bama Rush documentary. They just didn't say shall. This is in 1800s. It's, it's the, the exact, exact same thing. It's like you're nobody on campus yes. unless you're part of this club. Because I hear that and I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And then I'm like, nope. But it also, especially at this time of your life, I like know. you just want to belong to a community. I know, especially like, and for women who are like, yes. we're scared to even fucking be here. I know. God, I just wanted to hold every single girl in that documentary. I cannot. Oh, God. What? I think I cried like 10. I did cry like 10 times. I was just like, I'm watching American youth, youth right now. It's like what I told you. It's like, I, I think that I'm still 22 and I'm not. I know. I, th- I still think I'm 18 and I'm not. No, because you're like, life isn't dependent on being likable exactly but it used to be it did and you have like such compassion watching these young women who are just like i'm about to start my life and i want to be loved no i know and like even when you think about like friends that you had that you don't have anymore when you're 18 it's just because you're like grabbing onto anything and you're like okay that served me for a certain point but like those weren't soul friends because it was kind of just based on like manic connection right wanting that connection exactly like that like Uh, that letter truly wow so speaking of how expensive it was to join let's talk about dues okay and uh, don't you worry because i did the calculator for all of this it's been so long i know i know you'd be proud i am okay so in 1870 so dues are how much you have to pay to be a part of a sorority does it, like, get you anything besides just being... So that's what I thought. I was, like, when I joined, I was, like, oh, I think our, per semester, I want to say our dues were, like, 500 or 600 maybe? Yeah. Didn't I see in the doc that it was, like, 8000 per year or something like that? Oh. Well, I think with bigger Greek schools, yeah. especially, like, if you live in the house and, like, all of totally. that stuff. For us, it was, like, relatively cheaper. But I was, like, oh, then that probably means you get, like... The clothes, I mean, the t-shirts. a month would essentially be $6,000. Not that big of a difference. 500 a semester. Oh, a semester. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. But I remember trying to like, explain it to my parents, and they were like, what? <laughs> they were like, okay. And I think, I, to pay for? I think I lied, and I was like, it's for like the transportation when we're going to like charity things. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1870, dues range from a dime to 25 cents per term. Um, in the turn of like early 1900s, it was between $1 and $3 per month. $1 to $3 per month. The calculator says that that would be about $24 to $70 a month now. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad. And this is without living in a house with like meals and all that that's stuff. That's like to me, that like $70 a month, that's how much it should be. Like maybe it does go to transportation when you're doing charity uh-huh. things. <laughs> Charity. Charity. When I... No, actually, I may, see, no, no, I don't think I, I can say this. <laughs> oh, scary? No. I know the machine. No, I know, because I'm like, I, I want to like, say something that I, like, did. Do you think Do you think our episode's going to make it to the machine at Alabama? What, what will they do? What will the machine do to us? Machine, reach out to us. Machine, <laughs> write us a review. Yeah, leave a five-star review. Leave a five-star. Oh, this joint is hitting perfectly. Uh, Maybe I'll finally smoke now that I've, like, calmed down. (laughs) Okay, so, it was expensive. Yeah. It was expensive, and then we have this little problem called hazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, hazing has been around, not even with sororities or fraternities. Hazing Hazing was around in early college days in, like, the 1700s with faculty and staff. Faculty and staff. Or uh, faculty and students. And honestly, probably and staff. (laughs) And also probably probably within the faculty. Basically, there's a system of hierarchy that we have seen in so many ways. I picture it like the great, like, where it's like, why are you being crazy right now? You're a grown adult. Like, why do you feel the need to do this? Well, literally. And so they fucking got this from Plato, too. Everyone's just tracing back, like... At some point, give it up. Give up the Plato stuff. (laughs) Plato's Academy in 387 BC, it basically says that there's a natural way to teach newcomers the way. Oh. Which is very scary. What is that? It basically means that new... So, in terms of college, a newcomer to the university was thought to be this untutored man. (laughs) Okay. Meaning that they needed to be polished. They needed to know hardships. Uh, basically you meaning to, you need to know hardships they need to know hardships basically meaning that they were physically abused <gasps> humiliated oh my god forced to wear inappropriate clothing and inferior to all upperclassmen and staff which usually ended after an entire freshman year that they were like you made it now you can do it to the freshmen 
Like, their whole year, they're getting hazed? Yes. Like, Do you like, get hazed your whole freshman year? Back in, like, the 1700s at college, I guess they did. I kind of think that in some fraternities, it's still like that, though. I feel like they are always, like, you always have to wake up and go clean the house, like, once a week. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. I think freshman year for fraternities is, is not a good safe it's time. kind. Because I always thought that it was just during, like... Rush. Rush. Yeah, I think they trick... They, they That is so keep weird. It going. Why is that a thing? Can I get the lighter, by yeah, the way? Yeah, of course. Oh, thank you. Um, it's because of Play-Doh. But, God, Play-Doh. It's just... That's crazy. Have you ever read Animal House, by the way? No, and I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I have no desire it to. It scares me. It just stresses me out. Me too. I'm like, this is not necessary. No. <laughs> um, okay, so hazing... We're going to talk more about hazing... In modern times, because there's just a little bit more stories and, like, accounts that people have. Mm -hmm. But hazing was already going on in 1800s. People were, like, just treating the freshmen and the pledges like shit. And just like we said, making them do embarrassing things, wearing weird shit, being mean to them, physically hurting them. Like, for what? It's just so weird to me. Also, back in the day, like, physical abuse wasn't, like, a crime. You know what I mean? No, it was not a crime. <laughs> it wasn't a crime. Like, you could just, like, hit so You could kill someone and basically just be, like... <laughs> it was the Wild West. Like, it was wild. Like, I wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Good enough. Exactly. So, this is when I was talking about earlier that the, Pan the National Panhellenic Congress was formed. Oh, and they're kind of like, they oversee all the shit. And so they were like, we're seeing things <laughs> that we don't feel comfortable with. They're like, we're seeing a lot of drinking, mm. a lot of partying, um, kind of like ignoring your, your learning, um, hazing, and extreme discrimination. Um. So in 1908, they hand out the survey to a bunch of different fraternities and sororities. And they're like, tell us about what it's like. <laughs> this is going to be anonymous, so don't you worry. And what they saw... Oh, my God. ...was really terrible. Really? So they are seeing basically just tons of racist behavior. <gasps> and they're seeing it within white sororities. They're seeing it within black sororities. There is a lot of anti-Semitic jargon and rules going oh on God. about not admitting Jewish women. Oh my God. And not admitting Catholic students to many different sororities is um, what they were seeing. Yeah. I don't know why back in the day, like being Catholic, it was a big deal that JFK was one of the first Catholic presidents because oh, yeah. people were like not chill with him being Catholic. Why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> like, I literally don't. I'm like, I thought people like <laughs> yeah, that. I literally have no idea. Like, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. Um, in the black sororities, they found out that there were some chapters that were doing this thing that prohibited any woman to be initiated if her skin color was darker than a paper bag. Oh, my God. So they were literally like... That's disgusting behavior. Disgusting. And they were like, what is going on? I mean... God, probably back in the day, they're like, this isn't great, but like... I know, but the, yeah, But exactly. they still were smart enough to be like, all right, we need to like fix some things. Um, this is also during the time... This is actually kind of funny. They were like, let's make sorority houses the thing so that we can like keep them all together to kind of like... Because <laughs> it's like, they've gone wild. The girls have gone wild. The girls have gone wild. So yeah. they're like, okay, this is where sorority houses form. Um, and so they wanted to keep them kind of like all under one roof. But then of course, like... During that is really when there's this rise of, like, sorority members with higher positions, like, blacklisting other oh members who were seen bringing boys back. Oh, my God. Who were drinking or smoking. Like, all these things that's, like, shit, as much as it changes, it it's just this, stays the same. It's like, you're such a wet blanket. I just cannot believe. That's it, this part. Crazy. I, I know. I know. However... It wasn't always like this. Um, sororities, we're going to skip a little bit to like 1960s, 1970s. What's going on in the 60s and yeah. 70s? Free love. Mm -hmm. We have a little free love and we have a little resistance oh. over what Greek life used to look like. Um, so like until the 1960s, Greek life pretty much dominated like all of these big schools. Um, but then with um, the student unrest in the, in the war... Oh. Um, people were like, let's kind of redefine how we think of, like, using our time for good right. and if these systems are helping us. And so, like, it's always nice to, like, remember that the 60s and 70s, like, had that, you know? Like the youth movement? Uh -huh. Yeah. I was just thinking you know, that. I'm that, like, it seems like the youth really came together. They did. Yeah. I think they were just like, we have to stick together because no one else fucking cares. I know. I mean, I hope, I, I hope we're seeing that in Gen Z a little bit. I think we are. 
think we are. I hope so. But I worry about them with like TikTok. I know. Because I'm like, that's going to just ruin all of their mental health by the time that they're like. <laughs> I know. I know. Like 20. Um, so as students turned their attention toward political issues and began to question organized establishments as a whole, mm-hmm. the Greek system went downhill and it just became less appealing. So formal parties became like hangouts, like everything just sort of like lessened. Well, everything was getting less like fancy in the world. Yes, exactly. Um, but then we see a rise of that back again in the late 90s and early 2000s. Mm. And so it kind of does go like this. And I feel like right now it's probably a little bit at like a, it's got, I don't know. Yeah, because it's like, I think that too. But then I'm also like, I think if we're in the South, like that's true. It's Still, I mean, literally, there was just a documentary made about it because strangers from all over the world are turning, tuning in and rooting for girls rushing that is, on TikTok. That is so true. So I think it's still big. It might be the biggest it's ever been. No, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm just thinking of, like, my little bubble. But that that is true because we're going to talk about some of the controversies today. Okay. Um, and what we kind of see Greek, Greek life look like in modern day. So I'll preface this by saying that, like, like we've talked about, sororities embody you know sisterhood community acceptance in some ways mm-hmm. you know you can network and like have sisters throughout your entire life right. there's a charitable charitable aspect to it it's community there are so many things i think are great right right i think problems that we really see today starting out with diversity and race mm-hmm. hazing the sexist double standard in the greek system which is <sighs> insane it's <laughs> crazy and the fact that the fraternities are the ones ranking the sororities when i heard that on the rush documentary i just want to grab a hold of all those girls and be like do not let these weenies determine your worth these little like 90 pound like 18 year olds and their khaki shorts and their tennis shoes you're gonna let them determine your worth no don't let anyone tell you like don't let anyone tell if you're hot or not no and that's like not what it's about like you should be in these to celebrate your womanhood and your sisterhood i know i know so that is frustrating. And then, um, you know, one of the most disturbing parts of Greek life is, is unfortunately, the sexual assault that occurs. Tess, when that one girl in the documentary, sorry to bring this is like a recap of the documentary, too. But when she was like, oh, yeah, I've been roofied so many times. That was so heartbreaking. And that it is such Sorry, a, I just had a trigger warning. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll actually like just start a little bit of a trigger warning right now. Yeah. Probably till the end of the episode in about 10 minutes. Um, just because we are going to be talking about sexual assault. And hazing has some pretty graphic yeah. and, and terrible. I was just shook that the, it was so casual. And that is so not okay. Well, I I have never been roofied. Yeah, Um I saw my roommate roofied in the way that even we, like, the next morning, it was like, um, like, it wasn't a joke, but it was so subdued to, mm-hmm. like, all of us just, like, I'm so sorry that happened. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Not, like, how does this happen so casually? Exactly. And it's expected to happen to women and not boys and boys and Kurt. Like, it's so disgusting and predatory. I can't even believe it's a thing. Yeah. So it was just part of, like, culture was being roofied. It's like, how do we make this stop? And we will, we'll talk about it with a lot too, of like the double standard. Cause it's really like re, it's just changing the narrative from, you know, girls be careful to watch your drink to guys stop don't roofie or assault women of not like try to protect yourself with this, but like, you know, exactly. We need to do better. So speaking of university of Alabama, Mm. I was just shook to my core about the, the the racism. So basically, I mean, Greek life across the country has been criticized for exclusionary practices, we'll say, but the lack of diversity is especially stark at University of Alabama, which has a long history of segregation. Mm-hmm. The university itself was desegregated by force in 1963, nearly a decade after 1959 landmark Brown versus Board of Education decided Decision outlawed segregation in schools. Um, that year, Alabama Governor Wallace. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Was like, no, 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 we're gonna fight yep. this. We're gonna like turn it back to the way it should be. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting. They have a scene of this in Forrest Gump. He's like in the background oh my God, of him yeah. making the speech because he goes to University of Alabama. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Like, disgusting. Disgusting. Wallace refused to desegregate the University of Alabama, even physically blocking black students from entering the door of its enrollment office with the help of state troopers. It's really upsetting. 
um, President John F. Kennedy deployed the National Guard to the university to yes uh, force its desegregation. That that is wild. And that's not even that long ago. That, 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 that's this school's history. Well, funny you may say that, Claire, because Greek life at the University of Alabama remained segregated until 2013. Wait, what are you talking about? The first sorority... Well, we'll explain. Okay. So the first sorority at the school was founded in 1904, but not a single woman was black uh-huh. in that sorority until 2003. 2003 or 2013? 2003. Okay, 2003. But then, so 2013 is when... um, I mean, that is wild. I mean, truly wild. So it wasn't great. And then in 2013, an explosive story from the University of Alabama student paper, The Crimson White, revealed that the all-white sororities at the school were told to deny black students. Oh my we God. were told, do not take black girls because it would be bad for our chapter, our reputation, and our status, Yardana Wolf says. I can't believe that there is these young women mm-hmm. in 2013 talking like this. I know. And that's my ignorance, but like, what the fuck, guys? No, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. So this story in the school paper was the first kind of like start of the movement to be like, oh, now that we're outed because of it now we need to start trying to diversify so i think university of albion is a good representation of just like how we can look at greek life today because if that's still happening that's how we need to look at all of it like if that's happening at one chapter you know that that's happening in a lot of other schools absolutely and i think that you know the panhellenic council is allowed to get away with this shit because it's like they're supposed to be like schooling to make sure that that behavior doesn't happen they're not forced especially let's say in this time like 2010 right before this happened like they're not forcing anyone to change anyways because they are making money they Uh, are they're the big guy they're the ones that are like it's working for us so why should we try to like put a to change the system i feel like it's like an evil villain running that i feel like it's an evil villain too but it's like god it's what you see with everyone at top in this country that they're just not looking out for yeah, Anyone the individual. Yeah. yeah. Um, so number two that is tough, tough still in modern day sororities is hazing. And while it's mostly fraternities that have issues and like serious hazing, dangerous practices, a 2000 study found that 68% of women in Greek life have experienced hazing. Like what? We're going to go through a couple examples, okay. and this might be really upsetting and graphic, but okay. I think it's important to talk about the severity of it because it happens constantly and people are put in danger. Yeah. So, University of California, Berkeley. Okay. In 2012. Brittany Starling um, sued the Zeta Phi Beta sorority after what happened to her during Pledge Week. She claimed she was forced to clean up juice from the floor using her back and act as a trash can from the other girls, taking whatever garbage they had and carrying it in their pockets. Starling claimed things reached a physical level when she and the other pledges were forced to stay awake all night without being permitted to use the bathroom. They were also allegedly forced to stand for hours, and when Starling's leg gave out, she claimed a member hit her ankle with a book, injuring her severely. What is wrong with, like, why would... It, that would just feel so crazy to be doing these this to, to like, another per- to, to like, another person. Like, like you want to be also how do, how do they become friends? Become friends? They're like sisters for life. You know what it is? Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Wow, damn, sisters for life. <laughs> you beat the shit out of me the other it's night. So crazy with a book, and now like we're supposed to be ex- yeah. And they're like that's just how it is. Like that's crazy. So this woman leaves college because of it. She leaves the school. Because oh, my it, God. So that's her emotional and physical trauma that will probably stay with her for the rest of her life. No kidding. In 2008, um, Penn State sorority pledged Joanne, who didn't wish to share her last name, um, told ABC News she was forced to stand with her nose against a concrete wall during rush. She said if the, she or the other pledges moved at all, they had their slant, head <gasps> slammed into the brick. Joanne also allegedly had to clean a floor with fingernails and drink what she described as no. pitch black water. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is... I just can't imagine doing this to another person. It's crazy, guys. I know. Um, 
to abbreviate this one, at California State University, Los Angeles, there um, was a woman that said that they had to literally go into the ocean. Um, and the rough seas, this was in, yeah, 2002, ended up two girls drowned because of it and died. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's like, at what cost? And it, a spokes, and then it said that the school couldn't even recognize it as, like, they were just like, well, you know, like, things happen, and, like... What? This always happens with schools, and, like... Well, God, it's, like, literally, like, Lord of the Flies. It's, like, the, they're children together on an island who are just, like, trying to survive but, like, turn evil. Literally. So we just have countless stories of this, like, driving drunk in cars and having to go, like, speed each other. I mean, like... Stuff that I honestly was shocked that women do. Like, like what? With, no, just, like, compared oh. to, like, if I heard, like, fraternity brothers doing this, yeah. I know it's, like, not fair, too, but I'd be a little bit more, like, that makes sense. But, like, women? No, that's what I'm having that? a hard time, too. Like, you're slamming her face against the I'm concrete? just, like, where does this, where does that come from? Where does that come from? And how do you, literally, how do you sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> how do you sleep at night? Uh, <laughs> but, like, actually, it's really disturbing. <laughs> like, you just go about your day. Literally. You slammed a girl's face into concrete. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's so <laughs> fucked up. Um, and then talk about double standards. So what did you, when you watched Alabama Rush, what did you get from the double standard in the frat and sororities? Like, well, like what were your takeaways? I just think fraternities can literally do whatever they want. It's like, boys will be boys. And the women have so many rules. So, in a lot of, like, researching certain fraternity rules versus sororities in a lot of the houses, boy, frat guys can have women stay over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Women can't have men stay over. That is crazy. Um, <laughs> oh, is that? No, it's no. Oh, oh, are you okay? Oh, God. <laughs> Don't move the, <laughs> Don't move Don't the move tripod. The <laughs> Check that on YouTube. Uh, yeah, please. Like, God, for this episode. <laughs> You're in for, for a treat. It's true. Um... Yeah, so men could host parties, women, like... Yeah, sororities, like, can't host parties at their house, right? No, you can't host parties at your house, but men can. Um, let's see. It's forbidden to bring alcohol onto campus or into your house for a sorority, but not for fraternities. And like Bama Rush said, that the, the, the frat guys decide these are the ones that are hot and these are the ugly girls. That's literally what they say. And I there's a... Just... there's a, Also... That actually doesn't even make sense. Doesn't everyone have a completely different type? Yes, of course. A person they're attracted of to. Of course. So why? So who's making these rules? Uh, but that's what I'm saying. But there is like a certain. T- I don't know. I know. It, it just. I just want to like hold them. I know. And just be like, ah, uh, truly. And you know the oh this that's where I was going to put that USF was considered a brothel or the USF housing would have been considered a brothel. That's so crazy. Which is just wild. Um. And, you know, lastly, and I don't, we're, we will end on a more positive note, but we cannot talk about the Greek system without talking about the epidemic that is rape culture. Uh, yeah. And women in sororities are 74% more likely to be raped than any other college woman. It's just absolutely terrible. Um, I read this article about USC. Oh. And USC has a lot of terrible allegations. Yeah. I feel like I feel scared thinking about, like, the USC Greek system. I feel like it's wild. Well, it's crazy. And they have not really put an end to it because a lot of these fraternity brothers that are accused, the Greek alumni are the ones that donate to the school. And so they don't do anything about it? They're like, well, fuck, if we call out... Oh my God, guys. Jason from Pi Ba Ba Ba. Then our alumni, who's giving us thirty million dollars a year, these guys at the top top. I mean, USC is like it's crazy, but it's also kind of like you can't find one millionaire that's not so disgusting that you can replace that money with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, I it's crazy. That's a they're protected. They're that's so crazy. And they have money, that's and so they crazy. have power, and they have powerful people in them that are alumni that continue to support them. That's crazy. We have um actually quite a few friends that were um, in the or frater- or Greek life system at USC. We do. Mm-hmm. And great people. Yeah, great. And I have, uh, well, I've heard mixed reviews, but Oh, wait. I know um, oh. pre- and Allison. Oh, I'd say that. that's who I, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, mixed reviews. Yeah. Oh, about USC. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah mixed reviews on the people. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> mixed reviews. <laughs> Okay, um, I've also heard mixed reviews. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, there's just so many, so many things that 
sororities are complicated. Yeah. It's just like everything we've talked about today. Nothing is really black and white. There are things that are, actually, there are things that are 100%. Yes. Wrong. For right. sure. But I think, like, as an institution as a whole, it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> no, it's t- <laughs> to move the whole camera. It's um, okay. So I think we just have to like always talk about how we can like move with the times. Like yeah. we always say, and like sure we honor like certain traditions, and certain traditions fucking suck, and yeah. they're sick, and they're not right. And so like, how can cr- we create the space that is supposed to just support students while also like being doing the responsible thing and yes. like teaching these students that like the world does not look like this and yeah. we need to expand and diversify. It would and only make the whole program better. Like I if know. it would just modernize and actually protect all of their students and, you know, have, I don't know. It's just crazy. I know. <laughs> so we will end with talking about some famous celebrities oh. and, um, yeah, what? Oh, that's a great game. Just to We're like, just talking sorry about that transition. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I love smoking and recording, honestly. <laughs> I forgot how crazy it is. It's so fun. Um, so we have Megan Markle. Oh, oh, what was she? She joined Kappa Kappa Gamma at Northwestern oh, University. Right, right, right. See, that was the one that I said I would join. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'd be that one. Oh, you know what? I didn't even mention all of the names that they call sororities. Like, Kappa um, Kappa Grandma. Yes. And then what's the word about, what's the one about like the STD? Oh, is it? Well, I, there's also one that's try, uh, try and fail, try to L. <laughs> All of these. Do we, we see these about fraternities? No. And, oh, my God, what's the, oh, my God, there's some terrible one. It's, isn't it like Kappa Kappa gonorrhea or something? <laughs> Maybe. I'm just like, guys, stop. Stop shaming. It. Stop so shaming. Crazy. Um, we have Courtney Kardashian. Oh. Was a member of Alpha Phi. At, at U, University of Arizona. U, University of Arizona. Wow. Good job, Claire. Um, Maya Angelou ah. joined Alpha Kappa Alpha as an honorary member in 1983. Oh, my God. I love it. She was an honorary member. Also, Aretha Franklin is an honorary member of Delta Sigma Theta. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, gorgeous. Um, we have Lucy Liu. Oh. Um, at the University of Michigan. Good school. Yeah. Um, she was a part of the Chi Omega. Chi Omega. Chi Omega. I was like, fuck, that's not Chi. <laughs> Chi Omega. Chi Omega is another good one at University of Arkansas. Um, let's see. We have um, Ka- uh, Kamala Harris. But was, you might say it good. Sorry. Wait, which one? <laughs> I'm talking to myself, literally. I'm so sorry. <laughs> a chaotic episode. What a chaotic episode. Wait, where Kamala Harris? <laughs> She's... Kamala Harris is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha. Okay. Where? Um, at uh, Howard. Oh, at Howard. Oh, my yes. gosh. I feel like I remember her saying that. I know. Sweet angel. And then our, um, RBG. Oh, where was she? She was an Alpha Epsilon Phi. Mm-hmm. Pi. P-H-I. P-H-I. Is Phi. Phi. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll just stop there. <laughs> you know, guys, that's... That's oh, I'm so happy to be back with you, Tess. That was really fun. I like it was such a conversation piece, and I felt like you were nervous about not getting enough information. I felt like you had so You're much like information. You had too no, much I think it was so oh, interesting. Good. It just was like a little. I think with anything that's like here's this big thing, without it being like an event or like a person's life, sometimes I'm like I don't know what direction to go to. Right. And I don't know like what moments to focus on. I thought it was great, and I still don't don't know what I did focus on. <laughs> I was a perfect TikTok sound right now. What? It's where Chris Jenner goes to be honest. I have no idea what's happening. That's the energy for this episode. Oh my god, it is. Uh, but guys, that's sororities. Oh, I loved it. You know, let me know your experience in one. Yes, honestly, the documentary is pretty interesting. It is. So if you want us to do a, like a deep dive review, maybe we could do that for an October oh, Patreon. Oh, that's true. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. And I'll tell my story on Patreon, yeah. too. Just a little clickbait right Good now. idea. Good idea. But I had a great time, Tess. I'm so glad oh, to good. be back. I'm excited for this month. Me, too. Or for I, next month. I'm really excited. for. I'm going to, like, take a 180 yeah. for oh. spooky season, and it will be very different than this episode. October is going to be beautiful. It really is. Can't wait. But you guys, follow us on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and threads and all the things at Right Answers mostly we're gonna have our full video up there as well join our patreon all of the links are in the show notes beautiful and have a great day we love you Rami. Bye. bye